like a true Justin Bieber song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk faster than usual. Why? Because we are actually in the WOVA conference. The, not the WOVA <laughs> conference. We're in the National Food Conference, and they just played our pre-recorded video. 30 minutes. Video. 30 was, minutes. Yeah, you know what? So, Corey and I thought about this. Uh, you got to always think with the customer in mind and maybe the customer didn't want to see our faces so what we did was we talked marketing fundamentals while playing videos of Corey decorating cookies yeah, so it's not so boring mm-hmm. just a little boring <laughs> that was a much better idea than i think it was i would much rather be watching decorating videos than myself i sound bad you because sound bad. i have i'm recovering from a head cold i guess but the trees are having the babies everywhere on my car Corey, i park next to Corey for lunch olive garden and I said, what is on your car? Little stardust, like in directions. And she's like, it's a it's a tree having a lot of babies. But when I came out to my car, it was covered in the yes. star. It's like little well. comets across the car. But I just watched I it yesterday. I watched the car yesterday. It didn't look you like that. You could it. not tell that these cars were nice. yesterday. Nice. But the baby trees are just a growing. <sighs> Spring is in the air, my friends. It is green outside. So let's talk about what is this podcast. This podcast is not about the green outside. It's actually about marketing. <laughs> green in your pocket. <laughs> marketing the green in your pocket. <laughs> it's actually about marketing your bakery business, whether you're just starting out and thinking about it, you're well on your way, or you're a brick and mortar. You can get a little bit of something, mostly marketing nuggets, from this podcast. we were doing no house. What? You said last week, no more nuggets. I want to do no house. You know... Back to the next. I forgot. We're Chick Fil A. I forgot the no. I heard on TikTok before it gets banned that the average Chick Fil A revenue, don't know gross or net, yeah. is eight million for the standalone and five million for the mall stores. I heard that too, and they're not fast growing. Like they're just not trying to pop Chick Fil A's everywhere. You, you Even really they don't feel like see they it. are everywhere in our area, but it still doesn't matter. In our area, they have the every Chick Fil A has a dual line now, right? They did remodel mine, and mine has made it too. It a, and then the one off of 95 between us has it. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah they remodeled yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's still chaotic. Oh, that was being there's the most chaotic. No. <laughs> there's no party. Uh, but why are we talking much about that? Because we said marketing nuggets. Oh, yeah. And they serve chicken nuggets. And the correlation was right there. I heard that the franchise owner also must work in I the store. I told you that. Oh, see, look, I know. I was told it. <laughs> and I was told it. So let's jump into the marketing three strip chicken meal number three. For today, and talk about a question we were emailed in, which I thought was pretty interesting on working with uh, partners, which Corey and I know. Yeah. So let me pull this question up here. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> uh, I have searched the group and I haven't found anything. Uh, but have you ever done a class, a podcast, or a post about being in business with family or having a business partner? Which Corey and I happen to do two birds, one stone. That. Uh, so. These are the questions. How do you split up tasks or do you stay involved in everything? How do you deal with conflict? And the third question is, how do you make business decisions if you both have different ideas? For example, logos, website pricing and everything. So those are great questions. And I would say that you and I have learned how to do this through some growing pains. 
through a little bit of growing pains, but now we kind of have a system and a flow. Yeah, so the key was a couple years ago, I got Corey to sign a document knowing she'd never read it that gave me majority ownership, which means my <laughs> mad eyes count. really is because you would not read it. It's me starting to sweat. Have <laughs> been working for Ray? Okay, so Corey and I are 50-50 owners, which means neither uh, vote trumps the other. So we have to go in with, if you're any of my Trekkies out there, consensus has been reached yes so since we're not the borg and we do have emotion that would mean that we have to kind of sit down so let's address her first question do you split up tasks or do you both stay involved in everything we learned a long time ago if both people are involved in everything you're going to do half the amount of work for twice the labor cost i know it's too much in a little bit when you're working with someone it takes a little bit of trust if you can't trust, trust. <laughs> yeah, if you don't trust your business partner, I don't know that it's something you can ever uh, succumb. That would have to be built up first. So you may say, well, they broke my trust once. You got to really do some digging, even if it, it requires hiring a business coach to kind of see why you guys have such differences that someone's willing to break trust. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing on the flip side of somebody breaking your trust, did they not feel safe or confident enough that you would listen? Uh, yeah. With a, yeah. Why do you lie? Yeah. <laughs> right, you're gonna get in trouble. So let's get let's think of a time where you and I disagreed on an approach and then what we did. Um everything. Hold on. I know there's something out there. Here's what typically it'll look like. Uh, this is how we introduce new ideas. Hey, I'm throwing this I'm sticking this noodle against uh, I'm throwing this noodle against the wall, seeing if it sticks. And then we also say, I'm not tied to it in so any way tear whatsoever. Tear this apart. I have no allegiance. It's always like the, hey, I'm not sure if this is a good idea, but let's sit down and think about it. So it's honestly setting the expectation. If I went into something that I really, really cared about and Heather's like, yeah, I'm not for it. And I didn't set the expectation. Like, this isn't a noodle against the wall. This is <laughs> something I'm passionate <laughs> about. <laughs> Uh, another thing is, I would say that the foundational thing is, if you have trust, do you have the same common goal? So at the end of the day, Corey and I, a lot of our business goals are around growth. So that means a lot of our ideas are around growth. And neither idea is necessarily wrong. But if my idea is like, I want to be a mom and pop shop, and Corey's like, I want to be an international conglomerate, mm-hmm. well, then a lot of our ideas are already going to misalign out of the gate. And some people can grow a little too much apart that their goal is just to spite the other person and it seems like you're pulling teeth every time you need to make a quick decision it's this long drawn out process they always seem against it then you might need to take a step back and say like there is some foundational cracks I would say if anyone's listened to the John Gottman series of many relationship books your business partner and you are in a relationship and if if you think about it you'll often see them more often than you'll see your spouse uh, we work nine to five, 40 hours a week. Uh, a lot of time, business owners will work even more than that. Corey's texting me about work all the time. Granted, I'm not doing anything anyway, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, but so you're in a relationship with this person. And if we go back to the Gottman's four horsemen of a dead relationship, the final one is contempt, where you do things just despite the other person, mm-hmm. at which uh, if you read the books, once the contempt horseman's riding alongside, it's pretty hard to uh, salvage the relationship. What are the other three horsemen? I know one is stonewalling when somebody has the idea and you just don't oh, reply to them. Just because you don't like their idea or you don't like them. Four horsemen of the apocalypse got them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the first person. Okay, so we have contempt, criticism, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Oh, yeah. So just to go through, okay, if Corey and I get down to contempt – we're already, we're, it's too it's far gone. So you need chip. to say, if you're in a business partnership, these are the four things you have to avoid. Now, criticism, Corey and I, 
I'll say that like that's with the whole like, hey, I'm not tied to this idea. Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, I came to you and I was like, hey, I really like this idea. Can we make it work? Corey would be like, well, I don't think it's the best, but if you really want to, it's something because the common goal is the health of the company, not ego. Yeah. I think when we deal with business owners a lot, they do want their hand in everything and they want if you get, bring them a great idea, they want to tweak it. And that, if someone always, if your business partner brings you an idea and you're like, well, I just want to tweak it, and you're tweaking it every single time, you you're are going to stop bringing your ideas. They're going to stop. You are going to quell their creativity. Sometimes, Corey and I had decided that delegation is the best thing. If anything, we're too addicted to it. Why don't you do it? You seem why, like why you, do you, it? Do you should do you it. You seem like you're a great really person. talented. I think nuggets. you're awesome at it. <laughs> so when we, like, we delegate, you just got to let it go. Like, I know I do things that Corey's like, I wouldn't have done it that way. And I'm like, but she's like, but at the end of the day, I didn't have to do it. <laughs> so I'll do that. I wasn't going to do it at all. So when you, can, when you can respect the delegation and let this person think freely, it's the minute that you start, like Corey said, constantly tweaking and twisting their ideas that people kind of feel like, well, I don't want to bring my idea. I don't want my idea torn apart. Mm-hmm. And you don't want your idea taken from you and represented as the other person's. Now, I have to say, when I say those three things, what's underneath those is ego. And that's what I think when it comes to a partnership, if the ego, if you're trying to, you know, glorify your ego of sorts, Phoebe has decided that it's now is a time to scratch a little bit of scratch pad. Can I just pick that up and put it yeah, out? Like the whole thing? You have to brace the butt part. I've, I, I know you guys have seen. Oh, I'm just going to actually just, <laughs> just kick the podcast <laughs> everywhere. That's why it's too. Corey. Yeah, bye, Phoebe. <laughs> Kat's like, what? Corey. <laughs> Did you put it on his leg? Huh? Did you put it on his leg? No. See if he's on his own leg. His legs are fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, I added a new piece to Phoebe's tote box. And he's in <laughs> love. Oh, that was easy to remember. <laughs> so back to the common goal. Now, the common goal, if you guys have it, is like, I want to be the best. Well, we've got, we've got issues that are a little bit deep-rooted than what a typical mm-hmm. business relationship can handle. So, Corey, what would you say is our business goal, your business goal? To, to have growth. I, I love to see strategy, growth, um, no being sedentary, always on the move, hustling. <laughs> so when we can say growth, now when I come up with an idea that Corey may not like, but I say, I think this will grow the numbers right, right now, the transfer sheets. Hit or miss if this, this has been a good idea. <laughs> you <laughs> seem really frustrated. Uh, but if the common goal, hey, Corey, I think this will grow the group, then she'll be like, okay, it's not how I'd approach it. And then, but she's like, okay, as long as it's for the common goal. And then I, when you leave ego out of it, we can say like, hey, I think this might have been a not ideal idea. Yeah. People I seem think <laughs> just like with people in their bakes, their ego and their self-worth gets tied to their ideas. So when someone's like, you know what, I don't really like that idea. You're like, no, I don't really like you. I think you're stupid. You know, and it's not that. So you have to come at it like three people, you, your business partner, and the business. So like I have this idea that to grow the business, how about you talk me through it because I have some blind spots in there. And if Heather's like, yeah, you know, I don't really like it. I can't take offense to it. You know, I always say don't ask questions you don't want the answer to (laughs) so if i'm like super tied to something i'm like what do you think and she rips it apart well i shouldn't have asked the what do you think part i should have been like this really means a lot to me can we sit down and discuss it together set those expectations Mm -hmm. now so when we move on to our next question let me pull it back up she says i'm just making sure we're not missing the uh 
the WOVA. <laughs> Uh, how do you guys split up tasks or do you both stay involved in everything? That's a great question. So I think we gave you the uh, first retention first it was retention. Yeah. And then we switched. Yeah. So uh, we gave Corey retention. So people that are in the group, people that are in the cookie college, she was going to provide enough value to retain those. And then mine was acquisition to grow new users. But then we found out that Corey actually likes making TikTok reels, which are then presented to a cold audience. And I actually like maintaining kind of who we're at. So a lot of the times when people have questions about their membership, I'm the one writing back. And it's when people want to join and have questions about joining that Corey will do that. So we were able to really switch those tasks when we saw who did what better. Again, Mm -hmm. you got to really take ego out of it. In our marketing company, what we actually do is go case by case with each client. I can sometimes tell a client that's really drawn to Heather because she's very direct says little big words, mumbles. <laughs> they like it. <laughs> and then Corey kind of has these ideas and this kind of warm, fuzzy feeling, and they they want that hand-holding. Where I'm not a hand-holder, Corey's more of the like, hey, yeah, here's some cool ideas. And then we can kind of assign a primary point of contact for that client and then the secondary now, when we move forward with a the client, there's times where I'll have to provide services and Corey will have to provide services, but we do those, which is to our strength. Yeah. Now, if you're in a business partnership and you feel like you're carrying the majority of the load, there's two things that could be going on. Either you are, and the other person is lazily Slacking. letting you, uh, you know, lead the cart. Or the second thing is maybe you're too much of a control freak, which I've been mm-hmm. in the past, so I can say it. You're suffering and you shouldn't because you're in your own way. <laughs> so back up. So ask yourself, am I the one who's constantly taking this? And then you got to always go to the underlying issue. Why do I feel the need to take every task first? Do you not trust the other person to get it done? Are you too much of a control freak or perfectionist? Mm-hmm. A lot of times perfectionism in small business is a rough is a rough way to be because a lot of things aren't perfect. Yeah, that is really true. I know like as a mom – I get into this thing where I'm like, I'll just, I'll just do it because I can just do it right, right now. Instead of having to explain things to my son, like this is how we fold our pants, you know. But then you end up all your Saturdays taken away with yeah. cleaning and pants and folding then and everything. Kind of growing contempt. The final horseman. So yeah. you can see where these horsemen of relationships kind of creep in and how they're unhealthy. Now, the one thing about stonewalling that's so dangerous is it eliminates communication. Mm -hmm. Every relationship resides on the health of the communication pattern. So if Corey and I are refusing to talk to each other, very little can get accomplished. Then I'll say, well, if I'm not talking to Corey, if I'm ignoring Corey, well, then I have to take all those tasks to make sure that they're not dropped. Now I'm going to get contempt. I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to be upset and resentful that she's not doing it. So again, that communication pattern has to be so coddled. You have to respect it. You have to give people, if you have an issue with communication, you can often see it in your relationship with your spouse if they feel, you could ask them. But again, if you're going to get defensive, you're going to see that <laughs> yeah. your communication Don't pattern. ask a question you don't want to answer to. <laughs> so do you feel that you're easy to talk to? Do you feel like you're easy to get along with? If not, you have to do some self-work. And that might require going to therapy and figuring out why you have this communication pattern and diagnose how to work around it. A lot of times these are just blind spots that we've developed through childhood or adolescence that we haven't been able to see and now it's destroying our adulthood relationships. And if it costs your business, but you are able to fix that, what a great sacrifice. I know. But if it costs you your business and you're unable to see that maybe you were part of the problem, you're going to repeat this over and over again. And me and Heather, even though we've been roommates, roommates, (laughs) 
been side by side since the day we were born. And we've not always had great communication. It's not something that you're just born with. It's really, truly something you have to work on. So now in my mind, I like to listen first and then I can read Heather's body language. Oh, wow. She's real passionate about this, you know? And I'm like, oh, then let's, let's try it, you know, versus being like, yeah, well, I'm just going against it because I don't really like it or I don't want to do the work or I think anything about it. Yeah. So again, the task, we kind of divvy up. We did come up with uh, these names. They don't completely surround. It's not like Corey's like, this is an acquisition task. I'm not doing it. It's just that I'm the coordinator of acquisition and she's a coordinator. I'm sorry, you're the coordinator of acquisition. I'm the coordinator of retention, which means, hey, this is what I want to do. Can you assist me here? And when Corey wants to do, like she made me make an ad uh, because we wanted to have some like after effects elements in it, which she doesn't use, but she assigned me the task. I created the task and then gave it back to her for mm-hmm. approval. Again, when a 50-50, you think like, I don't need to ask somebody for approval. You do because that's her place and this is my place. And then we can bounce that back and forth. So a great thing is I would say, sit down with your business partner and say, what part of this business do you want to be the touch point, the point of contact mm-hmm. for? Doesn't mean that they trump your ownership. It just means that they have something that they can lead and they'll be the coordinator on and the manager for. And there's something that you are good at that you can be the coordinator and manager for. And what that does is make you guys twice as much things done than going to each other for every little tiny thing. I don't run everything by Heather. A lot of times she'll wake up, see it, and be like, oh, I I like that idea. Or, oh, it didn't perform as well, which is totally fine. And it's that trust where we're like, okay, you do your thing. And I'll say, and I'll be like, oh, that was a great idea. Uh, If me and Heather went back (laughs) and forth constantly – it it's would just a lot just of red tape. Un, un, like the, the days would be long. Mm-hmm. Think about it this way in our line of business and likely in yours, if you're listening to this, nobody passes away. Nobody passes away. When an email goes unresponded to, there's lessons to be learned uh, and there's things that you can do. So really just kind of thinking through things at the immediate need. If, if Corey drops the ball, maybe we lose a cookie college member, but it's not life and death. And we can always learn from that. If I drop the ball and maybe someone in the group gets upset, then Corey will be like, oh, I think you kind of worded this. Like I locked a thread the other day because people were just being catty in the comments. In the way I locked it, somebody got offended and left the group. So that was me. How dare you? <laughs> I got to work twice as hard now. Acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no retention on this <laughs> And it's also that mutual respect that if Corey is the acquisition coordinator and I disagree, I should have the ability to communicate, hey, I don't think this is the, I don't think this landed like we thought it would. Can she respect that? Can I present it in a way that is respectful? Yeah. Something I learned a while ago, and I run this community group with a lady I've only met once in my life. So I do have a lot of trust in her for this me is never meeting her. external community group to like, this is a local community group Corey started? Yeah, just one from where I live. Yeah. Um, what I, I have learned over the years that if someone comes to me and they're super passionate about something, like she went to make a new rule or went to add a community chat – and I see that they're passionate about it. I'm even though I maybe don't agree with it, I'm gonna let them do it because they're so passionate about it. If I constantly went to Heather and been like, Yeah, I don't really like that. Oh, I don't I don't really and always had something to say, Heather's gonna lose the passion for doing anything new, anything innovative, because it's always going to be shot down. I was listening to this British person and they said innovative. And that's innovative. My innovative. Sounds like innovative. Aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point Corey, you know gives me the clients that like the whole technical stuff a little bit more but she'll know exactly when i check out I can when they've see tweaked it. too many times yeah they've made changes to the words and versus the i'll and be like it's time for me to step on in here <laughs> 
So that uh, that's kind of how we do that. So give yourself, to recap that, give you and your business partner uh, an assignment, a name, a task, a leadership mm-hmm. position, and have them be the point of contact. And run through there like hey here's my idea for your doesn't mean they own it doesn't mean that their final say it just means that they're the the lead point on this mm-hmm. and say hey here's my idea for this do you want to think about it and then when they come back to you and it's just that respectful back and forth now if you're already if your skin is crawling at the thought of that you may have already dam- a damaged partnership did you almost curse no you may have already created damage partners. <laughs> so what you probably have to do is go back to the roots what caused the injury what caused the trust injury or the communication injury and can you talk about it with that person if you say well i don't even think i can talk about it with that person you guys got a lot of more onion to peel back to figure out what the soft inside squishy part that's been the hardest part with me and heather working together is we're also family members so if i think heather makes a bad decision personally (laughs) i take it with me professionally (laughs) corey's been working and i've been breaking up with people so we kind (laughs) of leave the personal sides out of it but if you bring your personal life a lot of us are small enough that your partners are relatives or you know through marriage relatives that that could kind of be an issue so just be leery that once i worked once I had this friend, he was a very wealthy man, and he was just friends through a mutual hobby. And then my then boyfriend, who Corey also hated, wanted to do work for him for a project he was working on. And he looked at him and he said, listen, this changes our relationship forever. Once this goes from a personal to a business, it can never go back. Mm. And he's and he was right, and it ended up ruining the relationship. Are we ruining ours? <laughs> you got to say if this is where you yeah. know it seems all fun and rosy if you're talking to your sister at Christmas, but when you say, okay, now we actually have to talk about numbers and liability insurance and kind of the gross part of business isn't yeah. always pretty. It will change your relationship, but be prepared for that. I will say though. Um, since Heather has a rather bad choice in men, I did have to create a certain boundary between like I said I am unable to handle your relationship. You said this to my so face. I said you can't bring me the stories because I can't separate those. Why don't you learn how to separate them? So I can have my gossip. Literally Uh now okay, let's go into how do you deal with conflict. Now there's a few points in time where I say Corey and I have let the one of the horsemen ride alongside. Yeah. Come and on, get led to the conflict. <laughs> so really, if you don't want to deal with conflict, deal with each of the horsemen before they saddle on up and ride the cowboy. Yeah. Some business relationships, you know, me and Heather split it 50-50, and that's because like we care about it more than any of our family members do. They'll bring in a third person who has a small percentage uh-huh. of the business that has no ties to the other twins or the other two people who are related. And that is just the tiebreaker person. If the conflicts get so bad and you guys are both immovable, this third person then comes in and they I've seen it as low as they have 3% of the business. And it's literally just to be a tiebreaker. <laughs> I get a vote and get paid. <laughs> hey. Because <laughs> they would have to take distribution. That was what? Yeah. So you can do that. At the point that conflict is so tumultuous, maybe individual therapy or a business coach for you both mm-hmm. or your team would be healthy to figure out. A lot of this communication, if you strip it all back, you guys both want your business to grow. At the end of the day, hopefully. Right. If And it's just how you're going about that that's causing the – most of conflict is just communication it issues. Is. It is. So likely you're all on this, you're fighting on the same team. It just feels like you're not. And I think it comes down to 
that communication. So how do you deal with conflict? Now, if you're anything like me, you don't. You avoid it at all costs and you harbor resentful feelings for the rest of your life. <laughs> but what I've been trying to do with Corey, and I know that we've been trying to do is like, hey, that was kind of rude. Uh, is that what you meant? And then she'd be like, good, you got my message. But I think we've been doing much better, not for lack of a ton of effort. Tons of effort. Tons of effort to be like, hey, that hurt me feelings a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about it? (laughs) Let me talk in an accent so I don't feel weird. (laughs) Uh, How do you feel like we deal with conflict? Few and far between are our big conflicts. But when we do have a conflicting interest, space is what we really need before we say something we can't take back. I'm really big into if the words come out of my face, I mean it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And she's running a talk. (laughs) That's a good point is space. I think another thing that we've worked on is, Corey, you've really f- spent the last year and a half working on your stress. Yeah. So I, I was like always wound up. Corey like, was like, like, and I just landmine eggshells. Like there was <laughs> landmines under eggshells. And I was just wondering if I was going to be the one, say the one thing that she took sideways and all the things she was upset about were going to come out. At one point, Corey got so mad at me. And then at the end, she's like, I'm just so frustrated with myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think, Corey, that's another thing. I can't make you fix your own stress problems. I can't make you work on calming yourself. But for some odd reason, you the past- can watch my son a little few times. <laughs> my kid is like, I don't know. <laughs> Sit with you. What made you want to deal with your stress? I think your kidney just quit in his job. You know, my body, like, like if, if it's stress on me, stress is going to win. So I said, I am not living my best life. Like, hair's falling out stress, sleepless nights, you know, super angry, always negative. And it's because it didn't feel good. So really focus on that. (laughs) I think at one time I sat you down and said, hey, it seems like you're suffering a bit, but maybe a little bit you're the cause of it. Yeah. So we kind of set up a plan to see if you could fix it. So what we did was more distant. So we didn't work from the same location Uh every day. We only now work Tuesdays. Yeah. And everything else is done remotely, which gives a lot more space, a lot less time in the car for you. Yeah. And because we were traveling. I feel less rushed to go pick up my son from school and things like that. So one thing, yes, the the grueling business, you know, we give up nine to five so we can work 24-7. But a little bit of that gives you more elbow room to have the benefits of being your own boss. So the downsides of being your own boss is you never stop working, but the benefits are you can take off in the middle of the day and make up for that work after hours if you want. So like Corey and I go to lunch on Tuesdays in Olive Garden because we're not going to go to lunch probably for the rest of the week unless Corey gives me a little bat signal on Fridays. (laughs) But I will say the benefits of working your own business versus working for someone else, I I don't know if I could go back. But I've never worked so much in my life. It's one of those things we like to lament it, but a little bit. I think everybody kind of knows like this is better than the alternative or this is a lot more flexible Mm -hmm. than the alternative. So like, yeah, Corey and I don't take vacations very often. You used to. Oh, so go date a long distance guy. You hate it. It wasn't relaxing at all. (laughs) So, but, you know, use the the benefits of self-employment to really help that conflict, if you see that conflict is introduced because of time together, separate the time apart. Mm-hmm. If you see that that conflict is introduced, you got to find that root cause. What's causing the cavities? I mean, you can keep like 
putting fillings on top. But if you're not getting to the root canal, if you have a root canal, filling's not going to do it. You've got to remove. We didn't tie that one at the root of the problem. Well, you know, the, the dentist texted me and I have an appointment <laughs> on May 9th. <laughs> so I was just dying to bed myself. Another thing that I do is I told my husband, I said, I'm going to run the story by you and I want you to unbiasedly tell me if I'm coming from left field here. And the well, man the has. Story? I, anything you well, do that annoys me. <laughs> but he is really honestly can he's so not involved that he can really be like I understand where she's coming from. She's probably thinking this, this, and this, and it really calms me down to be like, oh, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Since I don't have a husband, because Corey's chased them all off, I had to ask <laughs> a therapist. I said, you know, here's my twin sister. Here's the issue. Why am I saying this? wanting this outcome but getting this result and she's like you know i think your sister's hearing that as an attack or like you're not working versus so the question was like hey what are you working on this week which i think you thought i was saying what are you working on this week yeah, nothing like, losing. Yeah. <laughs> and i was like yeah i was just trying to figure out just like to keep a list of what we're working on and she's like yeah you got to approach it differently because when somebody hears something even if your intention was this especially if they're relatives and you have a long-term history with that person, they're probably likely hearing something else, which again comes down to that communication issue. So if you have a high conflict relationship, peel back the layers, see what this person's lens is and what your lens is and see if you guys have any blind spots. Mm -hmm. Because likely right in that blind spot lies the issue that you're saying something and they're hearing something yeah, and else. And especially if you have the same goal. If you have the same goal, Whatever yeah, the little conflict can be solved. Yeah, some, it's just a communication error because you want to succeed, I want to succeed, but we're not seeing eye to eye right now. But there's just something, a little tiny dot in there that we just need to discuss because we both have the same goal. You know, one of the ex-boyfriends at Corey Chased Off did you're, send you're, me. Listen, you're welcome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. They did send me this um framework for a Monday morning meeting. Of course, he didn't come up with it. I saw that idea as well. How, what it starts off with, and I find this so interesting, is what's something good in your life and something bad in your life, which tells you where this person is mentally on a Monday morning. So Corey would be like, uh, nothing good, plenty bad. And then I'm like, oh, that's where we're at mentally. Or I'll be like, yeah, rough weekend, blah, blah. And then, or I say, I had a great weekend. Then you can kind of see because we're just sacks of chemicals, you can kind of see what mood this person is in before you jump in and say, well, what are you working on this week? And they hear that they're a loser. And I will say I was very against this Monday morning meeting, mostly because it was tied to the guy Heather was dating. And I thought all you of his ideas to go to were tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> but then now that we do it, um, it is helpful to get a game plan to really figure out where you are mentally so you can change it. You, If you can't see it, you can't change it. Uh-huh. So I can, I feel like I'm a little unlucky in life. <laughs> we, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Okay, I want to land right. on this. Okay. This has nothing to do with the podcast today, but I need podcast land to vote. <laughs> but anyways, but we will come back to your okay. little car wash story because I went the world oh, to okay. now. Really exciting story. Stay tuned. We got 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Before, yeah, before we got to do the world oh, with this it. Oh, this is the shortest podcast ever. I'm sorry, man. We drove back from Olive Garden. Your thing is touching the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but, and then the final question, we're not rushed. They, we just go on at 2.30. You said they had to be They on said I have the camera on at 2. Okay, all right. I didn't put any makeup on yet. You're um, going to go put makeup on? Corey, I look like a shiny. Put on a filter. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have those. Uh, how do you make business decisions if you both like different ideas? This is a great one. So she brings up logo, website, and pricing mm -hmm. and stuff. Here is the thing in marketing. Test, test, and retest. Let the audience vote for you. I don't see why we wouldn't because your audience loves to have an opinion. Uh -huh. So you can say, here's the logo I like and here's a logo 
my partner would like. Let's see what the audience votes, you know? And you may not win. And you may not want to vote because you may not think you'll win. Yeah. Uh, but I would ask you guys to say, like, you got to really just figure out the underlying thing. Why is this such an issue? Why can't you move past it? I mean, Corey and my logo is the greater than sign three times. I just hit the keyboard a couple nice times. Sense. Looks good. Is it the battle you want to, is it the hill you want to die yeah. on? So yeah. a lot of times I see businesses belly up and I'm like, for that? Yeah. That's why you guys couldn't agree? Is it worth just being a little bit easier? I've been talking to Corey about crunchy and smooth people. Uh, the crunchy people force other people around them to be smooth, but you don't always have to be smooth. You can stay crunchy. And when two people are crunchy, then they likely go their separate ways. Yeah. So are you being too crunchy or is this something you can smooth out with without compromising what your, you know, your goals are? Uh-huh. Me and Heather have said it since day one. Business is not emotional. And, it, and you're like, no, but it is, it's emotional to an extent because you're involved in it. It's your baby. But business is just a bunch of numbers. Hopefully you get paid out and can retire one day. If you're so emotional over little things like the text in, you know, a piece of literature, there's something else there. There's something else there. It's, Are you not getting listened to at home? And this is your outlet is back in business is you, you feel, feel out like of control being, in your life. Yes. So the, 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 the italics in your pamphlet matters yeah so is the business doing more for you than it should be at the end of the day the goal of most businesses is to grow efficiently and profitably um if you're good night reminders if you're if you're willing to die on here well here it comes back to the podcast from last week branding with heavy emotion creates Mm -hmm. weird logos and makes weird names uh, you know, because we have people who are like, oh, I have five dogs, six children. I'm born in the South, but I went to Boston one time and I want all that incorporated in a name. I will say we had a wood refinisher guy who wanted his logo to be his name. It turned out. It was so complicated. You had to flip the logo over and you saw his name. But when you flipped it back, it was like the acronym for his wood chop. So when he shows it to us, we didn't design this. It was just what he had designed. I was like, oh, you want to change this? Absolutely not. It has my name in it. Oh, that's a lot of ego. Like you want your name so much, so apparent in your logo that you're willing to sacrifice the ease of use Uh to make better branding so that your ego can shine on through. And it's still his logo today, so we know that the ego is protected. (laughs) (laughs) So all that to say is um, ask yourself, okay, for the betterment of the company, can I, will I be okay with this logo? Like comes down to a website, Corey's like, I don't want to do it at all. Uh, so I have full say on the website because she says if she starts saying it, then she's going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. So we come to a compromise and then she'll come in and be like, hey, can you change this? And can you add mm-hmm. this? Very small things. And I know me and Heather actually work differently. So if you can go in that the person you work with is not you. So Heather wanted to do these landing pages. They were, she said they were going to be done a month ago. I know eventually they're going to get done. Mine got done. Mine got <laughs> but done if yesterday. I'm like hounding Heather to get it done, she's going to hate doing it she will lose her passion she will lose the drive and she might get not get it done at all but guess what it went live this week because i know the way she works and heather knows the way i work that i can't if she says something to me i can't get it out of my mind to do it because i'll feel like it's like on my to-do list so i'm like don't say things just for funsies I can't differentiate that yeah. from task. So a lot of it is learning. Even though Corey and I look identical and act the same, uh, we're very different people. So it's me understanding if I say this to Corey, even though my intention is this, it may sound like this. So either if I'm going to say it, put it in some bubble wrap and make sure like, hey, this is an idea. I don't even think, I don't care if we don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then see how she takes it. If she, if it's an idea I really want to do, 
It's my job as a salesperson to sell her on it. Here's my idea. Here's why I think we should do it. Here's what I think it will result in. Mm-hmm. Now, if Corey still doesn't want to do the idea, likely she either should have a counter idea or I didn't sell it well enough. But if our goal is the same, the betterment of the company, then her decision not to go forward with my idea is likely because she sees something I can't see. Mm-hmm. I had this stupid idea. I thought it'd be fun to do like a bracket of the best baker and mm-hmm. call it starch madness. And she was like, mm-hmm, that's a cool idea. That's a great. Why? And I said, <laughs> I don't know. She's like, that's a lot of work. And I was like, I guess so. She's like, well, how do you manage it? I don't really know. Do you have time for that? I guess now you make it sound so bad. No. <laughs> so we didn't do starch madness. Okay. I think you just love the name. I love the name. And you want it tied to something. I did. <laughs> and then we didn't do that. And then it's fine. The Vendu Blendy kind of came out the same way. Like, hey, I think people would like this idea. Corey said, let's float and see what's But have a kill switch. Like, if we don't get enough signups, yeah. so we can get out of it. Oh, that's a great idea. And then it turns out people kind of liked it. Except for it is a lot of work for you. A ton of work. But it is kind of fun. It is fun. It is don't fun. Don't say a ton stressful. But a blast. A blast. So then I'm the lead point on Vendu Blendy. Yeah, and then I'll just say, hey, I have this. Oh, Corey will do support this. Tech. Yeah. A lot of times, even though I post up the collabs, Corey's the lead on the collab. Your copy? Right That's here. <laughs> so Corey will text me, like, get your butt on an Instagram account and start commenting right now. So kind of having somebody's lead their idea and being a supporting role, but kind of pointing out very respectfully, again, a lot of this is, a lot of the, de- it's in the delivery. It is. If you're pitching your idea or if you're critiquing somebody else's idea, and how? And then ask yourself, how many ideas have I not let fly? Am right. I, you know, yeah. am I going to end up ruining this person's creativity just because I can't be easy to work with? Yeah. And think about it this way. Some of the ideas we've tried, I think last year in the Cookie College, we did a spring break. Yes. Called it the spring, spring bake. bake. You know, I like manage. Yeah, yeah. That was not a great idea. It was extremely hard to manage. And I think some people kind of got offended uh, that they didn't win something because, you know, it was quite the giveaway thing. I think yeah. we gave away something every hour for nine hours. You did. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to manage. So then we could say, but Corey, let me do it. And then I regretted the day I was born. But we <laughs> learned we tried from it. it. I think to, to see someone's passions and be like, okay, she's passionate when she gets to work on the website, when she gets to post to social media, when she gets to interact with potential customers. So I'm going to let her take her passions on. I'm more like... I like to be introverted, so I'm going to be in the kitchen. I'm going to be sending something these you really email. like is the hashtag on Instagram. Listen, I don't get it. It's, I support it's it. my baby job. <laughs> I do not know why. The hashtag when you use hashtag sugar cookie marketing on Instagram, Corey will come and interact with your post. She's very proud by how many times it's been used. Is that two hundred and fourteen thousand times? Uh, so we've added to the Monday morning meeting, incorporating that. <laughs> and then we'll go through the numbers. Another thing about the Monday morning meeting is the numbers. We'll even go through the social media numbers to see the growth or loss from the week prior. And then it'll be like, oh, I think one of your videos must have gone viral. Misacquisition because we got 3,000 followers mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. Facebook page. Uh, and then so that's kind of how that works. And it's a respecting. I do agree that coming up with like little names not CEO, let's think smaller. Let's just think little uh, like director names. Kind of says, okay, this is a lead point on this. At the end of the day, they kind of have the final say. They're not the all-powerful, you know, judge Mine jury. is director of Heather, so. I do. I would say Corey's like a choo-choo train, and I'm like a herd of cats. Yes. I lose interest so quickly in so many things. But when I sit down on a path. You can't unpath it. You it, choo-choo train into a brick wall. T- till my till my wheels fall off, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then sometimes Corey will be like, hey, Heather, you got to focus on this. you got to get done. And I'll be like, hey, Corey, I think that's a dead horse. <laughs> that's a dead time. <laughs> there's five horses in that one. <laughs> so let's let it go. So again, kind of mutual respect, but it comes down so, so much, so far, so far before the business is formed down to communication. And if you're not great with communication at home or with other relationships in your life, likely you're probably not great with communication with your business partner. And it is not the end of the world. There's tons of books or you can go to therapists to help you figure out why you communicate you do what, the way you do. If you hear everything is defensive uh, attack, why is it? Why are you so defensive? Because likely it's like probably a childhood injury and you're just covering it up with years yeah. and years of uh, just fight me in the back. I tried therapy, but it turned out that I was running the therapy session and the therapists were just watching me roll. <laughs> you're, not, you're just supposed to date around for therapists. Hey, Joe, how was this week? Okay with the husband? How did that make you feel? <laughs> Okay. So I was and like, okay, then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit there, right? <laughs> so Corey's gone to uh, physical therapy. Physical therapy. Like massage therapy. Tension. Which was a different tension. So we figured that maybe Corey had high stress. Yeah. And maybe I had childhood injuries, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really helped us both be able to work together. And I will say that even though you hear us on the podcast, is all laughs and stuff. It's not just gumdrops and roses it's gumdrops and roses (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so I think it's pretty good but understanding what somebody's mood is if Corey's in a bad mood I'm oh, not yeah. going to pitch her on an idea. It, yeah, that's if not she's the in time. a bad mood and then bites off my head, I'm also not going to, you know, hold her to it. Like, yeah, yeah, jerk. I'm yeah. just going to say you're in a bad mood. Like, hey, do you want to take off today? And then usually you, I say that. You're like, no, I'm fine. You know, pull myself out of it. <laughs> Corey's car. Not. Okay, let's go to our story real quick and then we'll actually have to let him okay, go. Okay, all right. So last week, Corey's neighbor is crazy, but crazy nice. But crazy in that she was a little bit of a hoarding tendency and wanted to start clearing out, which is great. Yeah, she was doing her spring cleaning, but pushed her dining room table off her deck and it split into two on the ground. There's already a, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, the fact that you're clearing out your house by throwing things over a ledge. It was fascinating to watch. Right. So when the, which this sounds insane, just I obviously don't live with you, but I've painted in my head. (laughs) The table inevitably splits through the force of gravity and it breaks into two pieces, Mm -hmm. which makes for an oblong recycle Yeah, it's a big dining room table. Right. So the lady pulls it around to the front of the house where they have outdoor parking. You know, like you can have like trash people pick up bigger than normal things and you just pay an extra fee. This was that day. Yeah. So Corey looks and sees this now two-part table with no stability, right? No, yeah, it's just got, it's all the legs popping up. All the legs popping up and says, maybe I should move my car. I did. Well, she did that. It was going to rain. And I was like, well, nah, nah. And when the trash people came, no, there's no recorded evidence of this. They drug the the metal spoke of the wooden table across the car. On accident. Nothing is obviously malicious in this whole but story. Guys, if you know me. Corey's got this blueberry car recently. A year ago. She's a little over a year ago. And I it has been my pride and joy to keep that thing sparkling and brand spanking now. Right. So she really um was bummed. On Friday we had to do icing for class on Saturday. Classes. Yeah. On Saturday. So I said, Well, it's so crazy. This is how marketing works. I got targeted in this ad uh for paint correction. Yeah. Just like minor scuffs and finishes. Uh-huh. So I messaged the ad and you can clearly see it's kind of a one man band or whatever, and he shows up. Did his best, but was not able to get the scratch out. No, scratches on there. It scratches down to the middle. You so can feel it. You can feel it. You can see it. But it's one of those issues where you're like, to fix this, to get the door repainted, is so overcorrecting. Crazy. 
But to live with the scratch will forever be some Drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what do? So then here's, okay, that's the crazy, that story is whatever. Then Corey goes to get the car washed. Oh, no, no. We go on Sunday to meet my mom and my sister for lunch. And Corey's like it, telling the story yeah, and I'm, then says, you know what? I just wish I was in a car accident so I can just get the whole thing replaced but not have to deal with overspending. But for then it. I was like, I'm being such a brat. It's just a scratch at the end of the day. So we leave lunch. I'm driving, sweating. It's kind of hot. And Corey calls and she's like, it just got rear-ended. No joke. <laughs> no lies. Of course, it was just another small tap. And it was not... Where the other one the was? The guy who rear-ended her, super nice, super apologetic. Corey said he had his his excuses merited the way that the traffic lines yeah, looked, I could looked see. like it was a green or a red. Uh-huh. So they exchange information when Corey goes to get the car washed to see that damage. <laughs> of course, what? Just small nicks? Like you couldn't hardly tell it? You could buff it out. You're not doing it. You're not fine. I'm not going to do anything for him. So Corey's in this, like, the, there's this one car wash company that's bought all the car washes called Flagship, right? Yep. That's who you go with? Mm-hmm. Really beautiful looking facilities to me. It is. Remember I bought my Flagship uh, monthly has thing. Endless. You can go as many times as you want. She's gone every day. So she gets out of the car wash, the little conveyor belt, uh-huh. right? And she said, I look up and oddly see a three-year-old meandering through the place where you, uh, you know, vacuum out your car, which is weird to see a kid that age walking through cars. Anyways, Corey said, I see the car that's leaving its little space that was vacuuming. And Corey said, I didn't think he saw the kid. So she lays on the horn in that aggressive, like, panic, yeah. panic, panic. Bam, 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 So the car suddenly slams on its brakes. Yeah. The mom comes and gets the kid, and Corey just thinks nothing of it and parks to go vacuum out her car. And the man comes out to her and says, was that you that honked at me? Corey said, uh, you know, people are crazy here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I think so. And he bear hugs her and said, I did not see that child, but I wouldn't have been able to live with myself if I had run over that yeah. kid. So am I unlucky or am I lucky? Did this paint problem? This is a question at lunch today. Did this happen so that you put you at the car wash at the time yeah. the kid was walking when that man yes. could have seen it? Only person losing this situation is Corey. You. But, <laughs> but you, honestly, two lives would have been forever changed yeah. for your tiny paint nick. Yes. Yeah. Is Corey unlucky? Or is, is it meant to be? Yeah. If you hadn't got – you wouldn't have been at the car wash the first time had you not been the trash yeah. truck. Then you went the second time because the guy rear-ended you, yeah. which put you at the place that you needed to see the kid that yeah. shouldn't have been walking. Yes. But was to honk your horn at the time. So this is the working theory. Is Corey unlucky? Yes. Or is everything meant to be? Also, yes. Because I said, I said, you're not unlucky. That just happens. Like, car next happened. But then when she got rear-ended, I said, okay, maybe this is a little unlucky. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the beginning of last week, I got nails in the tires. Two nails, but they went into one hole, so I only got charged one time. Did that, did the unlock and the luck <laughs> We just don't know. So please, tell us, what is your theory on Corey's luck and unlock? If you're on Spotify, you can actually vote. <laughs> But that is interesting. What a crazy story. What a crazy story. It wouldn't have seemed so intense if the guy didn't come up and I know. dare hug you. And he was like, he parked on the side of the road and walked up to me. I was like, who is this guy? Because I didn't know who was in the car. He was just backing up. And he's like, oh, my God. Like someone who just seen a ghost. Because <laughs> his life was almost about to change. I know. Just so crazy because, like, you know, like, you should – when you hear honking and you don't know where it's I know. From, and stop. I was not, like, right behind right. him. I would just came out of the little conveyor belt. Play, and I was like, all I can do is honk right now. You know, it was a split second. And I said, all I can do is honk. If it works, thank the Lord. And it worked. It worked. But then he came back and acknowledged the work, which a lot of people don't get that side of it. Yeah, because I was like, maybe he saw saw the kid in the side view mirror. I don't know. know. 
Crazy. Crazy. Let's do sponsors so we can do our WOVA. Okay, sponsors. The first one up is AE Core Backers. It's a food safe backdrop and you it's matte, so it's not gonna reflect a ton of light. It's food safe, it's waterproof, it's scratch resistant. They're rigid board, so I usually get the 23 by 23, but I am absolutely been obsessed with them. The newest one to come out is the super white matte finish, and it's just been my baby cake. Um, I have enjoyed it. There's no texture on it. And it's a very smooth. I have, I just love it. It's been my go-to. I actually left it in my living room so I could just have it and grab it because I take my pictures like a crazy person by the front door. National Lie Man, Natty Light. <laughs> but you can use the code Sugar Cookie. That is not plural. Um, to get twenty percent off. Yeah, of your yeah, order, you can save money. It's great. Uh, next up, Eddie, the edible food printer. Uh, Eddie will be at Cookie Con, which is in two weeks. Wow, two weeks! Yeah, I rented the car. I said I was going to lose a few pounds, but <laughs> get started. <laughs> I thought it was four weeks. Uh, no, it's May first. Is it happier? Oh, nice. So I guess it starts May second, Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, the a year is flying by. Anyways, Eddie, the edible food printer. If you want to see it, and you're going to be in Sandusky. I think they'll be – I know that they have their own show, like the add-ons they or did. the extra. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think they'll also be in the vendor hall where you can see it live demonstrated, yes. printing directly onto food. I saw some people printing with the Milton tray. Just – it was so perfectly Listen, lined. I know I'm printing. Get me a tray. The, the 3D printer I recommended last week, I no longer recommend. The women and girls in 3D printing have recommended an even better, more expensive one. Haven't ordered it. Need to breathe a little bit. Think about it. But this printer comes in, comes with a camera that takes those time lapses of your prints. Oh, no way. Yeah. So you can also see what's happening, too. You're just trying Spagarty. to get your ego's tying to this. <laughs> Last but not least is a meringue powder called Royal Batch by Bakety Bake. We, you know, I finally ran out of the old meringue powder, so I had to use my, my Bakety Bake Royal Batch meringue powder for class on Saturday. And they loved it. They loved it. Class on Saturday was interesting. We had two classes. We usually typically have only done one, but people begged. People begged for us to teach another, so we did. <laughs> but it was Easter, and we had – you know what? In the first class, somebody just didn't show up. They didn't. They didn't ask about it either. They I never, guess they did follow the policy that you can't – Yeah, but they didn't say, like, can I have my, my kid after? Yeah. So I was able to decorate with both classes, which was a blast for me because I do enjoy that. I enjoy that no matter what I do, someone's next to me and saying, oh, my soul. You know, it was interesting that there was a lady that came into the second class and she was like, yeah, I've actually been a therapist my whole life. So I've never had water cooler talk. Now I'm retired and I realize I have no work friends. So this is this is me making friends. And, she, you know, she was like, so some other lady's like, well, where did you put my DIY kit to go? And she's like, DIY kits. And I was like, yeah, when you checked out and she was like, no, it said. It said that they were unavailable. And I know she was right. I know that I made a mistake and it didn't let her check out. Wow. So I was my barrier to entry. And she said, I would have bought three. I'll buy anything. If you tell me something for sale, I will click the yeah. buy button. I she said, said well, I, you... I, I go full throttle. Yeah, she said, I'll come to every class you have. <laughs> she was very nice. Very, very nice. nice. Uh, so that was my little lesson to myself is audit your website. You cannot set these things and forget these things. And back to Bakety Bake. You oh. can use the code TWINS <laughs> to save at 10% at BakeryBakeIdaho.com. Okay, do you have a Twinterest? Do I have a Twinterest? I did just text the dealership about the TLX. Corey. That's who come. Corey. <laughs> That's what, let me just look it up. Corey. I don't want my scratch car anymore. Corey, <laughs> you're crazy. I, I scratched my car going like, you can't hardly see that gaping hole in it. 
And now you don't want you want, I want you. You want to tell the story of your scratch car? No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I countered a little curve on the car. And then I went in a battle against a curb and the curb was. The curb is like, I'm crunchier than you'll ever be. <laughs> Well, we'll see some of you guys in the food conference here. And if you ask the easy questions, you'll be my favorite. You can ask Heather hard questions or about her past love life. I'll just buzzword them to death. It'll make no sense, but I'll use some flash words. Funneling and tunneling. I like it. Let's talk about funneling and tunneling today. (laughs) So that wraps us up for the podcast. Sorry, it's such a quick one. Oh, 50 minutes. They're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah.